podcast. I'm Becca from Insightful Connections. And I'm Michelle from Michelle, our Price Lightworker. Welcome to the podcast, Beck. Uh, Beck and I are just a couple of spiritually aware chicks. We've got a few interesting things to share. And today, Rebecca will be no different. Absolutely. So, as always, our mission is to get you to land something new, give you some guidance with a card draw, uh, maybe an affirmation or two, and just share some of our tips and tricks. Sure will. And, Beck, the theme for today is self-healing. Now, um, I did, you know, I did want to clarify when I say self-healing um, during the show, we'll clarify what I mean by that, because I was actually talking to um, another teacher, uh, Reiki teacher, and I mentioned self-healing and um, in some, I guess, modalities, um, you self-healing may be just lying there, you know, and kind of doing a meditation, but, um, you know, self-healing can also be hands-on self-healing. Yeah. So there's a little bit of clarifying that we probably need to do during this episode. And um, it doesn't mean that I haven't really thought of, because I guess when I think of self-healing, I think of hands-on. That's just me um, because I'm a Taurus probably and, uh, and I'm very hands-on. So we're going to have a look at the pros and cons of healing yourself as opposed to going and getting a healing from someone else today. Absolutely. Um, sorry. I was just going to say, we always like to find out what's uh, been happening in each other's weeks. So would you like to kick things off today and share with the audience? Uh, well, yeah, absolutely. I was just showing you my um, spinel gemstone cross that I'm wearing at the moment oh, which is absolutely nice. gorgeous um it's a lot bigger than I thought it would be but um very very much and I got this for some self-healing um for myself as well because sometimes when we when we um are going through that process of healing it helps to have little tools and things to to help with the focus and and set intentions on and um just to just to give us a bit of a push and and a bit of help. So this one here, um, it does get. This is a black spinel, so there are different ones, um, different colours, and the spine, the red one, it can normally be um, confused with the ruby. But with that said, um, it is, I'm just, I'm just looking it up here because what it does is it helps with um, grounding yourself and it helps with protection. Obviously, a lot of the black stones that we use for healing and things like that help with protection and just grounding our emotions and calming ourselves and, um, you know, repelling negativity and, you know, gives us inspiration and empowerment, which sort of just showed up at the perfect time. I had ordered this a few months ago. It came from India um, and it just sort of came up like the day after I really needed this sort of, you know, repelling, invoking inspiration, repelling negativity, all that sort of thing. So it was really, really good timing. Um, and it's really good to help let go of resentments and reestablish relationships as well which is something um and repelling sadness which is something I've been sort of working towards um over the last couple of weeks that's so that's what I've been doing I've been on a, a little healing journey and using all my little tools to do that as well yeah well good timing Rebecca because of um, today's episode uh we'll be able to talk lots and lots about um what else you've been doing as well in terms of that 
So absolutely, yes, we are. And what about yourself, Michelle? What have you been up well, to? Well, my I alluded to this in the last episode, but I've um, just done my Reiki Ashadi Masters. So um, I'm a master in um, to a certain level of Reiki Ashadi. Um, and, yeah, that's been great. So I'm going to go on and do the Ascension levels, uh, as I mentioned last time. But it means that I can now teach um, the Reiki components um, of Ashadi. So um, that'll be something really, really cool um, that I'm looking forward to be able to do with my clients and um, a lot of people that I've been talking to about Ashadi or who've experienced Ashadi healing with me uh, are really keen to learn that as well. So it does take a little while because Rebecca's done Ashadi as well, so she knows this, but it does take a while to go through and do all the um, levels you need to do to actually become a Reiki Ashadi teacher or not even Reiki Ashadi but just an Ashadi teacher so um, I'm, you know, planning to go through and do all of those levels. But, um, yeah, it's handy at the moment to be able to be able to do that uh, Reiki 3 and Masters with my clients because that's the ones, um, they're the subjects I really want to learn. And then eventually I'll be a Reiki um, Ashadi or Ashadi teacher um, as well. So basically Ashadi is just combining a bunch of different healing modalities if you're not familiar with it. Uh, but we'll go kind of more into various forms of healing uh, during this episode today um the other thing i was going to mention briefly is um you know and i guess this is good for the listener at home to sort of understand with the work that uh, rebecca and i do uh and in particular i guess the reading side of that and the guidance um i actually had a gentleman come on to one of my facebook lives and um he wanted me to connect to his wife his like wife and she'd only just passed a few days before and that was in childbirth so they had four boys together um, and they she was pregnant with a little girl and mother and baby died um, during that birthing process. So it was uh, not a fun story and uh, his wife came through so strongly. I was actually with her in spirit for about 10 minutes and that's very unusual for me during a Facebook Live. I'm generally just 30 seconds, 30 seconds, maybe a minute, um, but I was actually there for 10 minutes uh, just talking to this man and... Um, during that live and all the other people who are usually a lot of people are quite impatient. They're like, Oh, you know, when she can read for me and stuff like that. But the feedback in the comments actually just went very quiet during that connection. And I think everyone was just taking that in, you know, what we were talking about with this lady. And so that gentleman has had a couple of sort of private readings with me since then. And, um, I guess I just wanted to share this because it is a very traumatic experience. Um, seeing a woman go through that uh, and seeing um, a little baby, you know, not alive because um, the baby was kind of born um, essentially, but um, she didn't survive. And, um, you know, that's very traumatic. And I think like a lot of people who get into this line of work, they, um, you know, especially mums have a lot of trouble doing missing children um, or, you know, things where children have been, um, you know, died in terrible circumstances. And this is another example of, Something that, you know, I think it's difficult to um, not become emotional about and, um, you know, not to really become connected to that soul because, um, you know, this lady was sort of taken um, early, you might say, and uh, it is something that, yeah, you know, it has um, been difficult for me to separate myself from and to, I guess, cut cords and things like that. Um, so I'm just supporting a husband as much as I can. He reaches out to me um and you know shares different anecdotes and things like that but what was really beautiful Beck recently or in the last reading I did for him um she talks a lot about one of their sons in particular 
and saying that he's quite sensitive and he knows when, you know, she and the daughter are around, um, the sister. So um, I said to him, you know, is there a flower crown or a flower wreath or something? Has someone made a flower wreath or crown? And uh, and he said, oh, um, well, he said that this particular son actually made little flowers out of the nachos. Like they had nachos for dinner the other night and he used the corn chips to make a flower out of the nachos. And I was like, okay, maybe that's it then. All right. Anyway, when he got off the reading, this is unbelievable, he went out to the backyard to find the kids and um, this boy in particular that I was talking about, the son, he had made a flower crown for his mum while he was dad was having a reading with me and he walked out there and went, oh, and came back and messaged me. <laughs> so it was unbelievable. He said, oh, I want to talk to my mum and my sister. And um, his dad's like, oh, okay, um, I'm just going to go and message this lady again. So, you know, these are the amazing things because that was actually happening and dad didn't know that he was doing that um, during the connection. So um, this is the kind of stuff, Beck, that, you know, we just can't make up. And, um, you know, really a lot of people when that happens are just like there is no doubt that my loved one is around. And, you know, I guess that's a form of healing. It's not self-healing so much, um, but it is a form of healing. So, Beck, um, that was it for my week. And, um, yeah, do you want to uh, kick things off today or do you want me to kick things off? Well, yeah, I've actually drawn some cards for today. Oh, um, and the cards are from my Denise Lynn Gateway Oracle card guidebook. So I'll, I'll pop them up there. I've, I've got it ready just to, to drag across and, and drop in. Um, but some of the, I've, I've actually, <clears throat> excuse me, I have actually um, decided to go with our nurture cards as well. So these are our children's cards, our positive thought cards. This morning I just felt like I just needed to pick them up and bring them in with me. Um, so I have done this, and these are affirmation cards. It does say they're for children, but a lot of the time, and as we were discussing before, Michelle, because mm. I was like, I just felt like I needed these cards today. Yeah. Um, a lot of the time they are, I mean, all the time, it, you don't have to be a child. Um, they are resonant with with adults as well and even with pets when you're doing reading like when we're doing readings for pets and things like that um it's very good for them as well because it sort of gives you a bit of a an idea of of where they're at so the first two cards that I pulled out from that were I am creative and I have fun expressing myself and the cards there of like this little figure uh dancing and there's a smiley face and there's paintbrushes and and um, lots of different colours in there that create with the heart, the throat, which is your expression. And um, and this is one way that we can also heal ourselves. So if you're not sort of inclined or you don't have the focus or, or you, you find it difficult to do self-healing as in, you know, spending that time with yourself, um, a good way to show love for yourself is and, and healing for yourself are those therapeutic, artistic, creative avenues. Um, so that's a really, really good card for today. Yeah. The second one from that deck that came out was I build my own life with love, kindness and courage. And that's just about, you know, what you're putting out there to the world and what you're putting out there to yourself as well. So starting always, again, starting with ourselves. And it is, you know, show yourself a little bit of kindness and and 
you know, have the courage to, a lot of people feel, um, what well, I find that a lot of people feel that they're not deserving of doing something for themselves or treating themselves or just spending that time alone. And, and they tend to, um, what, what I find is they will um, sort of procrastinate and do something more for others than for themselves. But this is the same, this is, you know, the, the message in this is it's okay to do that. It's okay to spend that little bit of time for yourself, um, the love, the kindness, giving it to yourself and the courage. And it's the courage actually having to do that, um, being able to do that, even if it's just five minutes, sit down, make yourself a cuppa if that's what you wanna do and just sit down, appreciate it and appreciate you know, the warmth of that cuppa going down into your body, uh, the peace and quiet for that, those, even if it's two minutes, um, the courage just to, to let yourself allow this to come in. So that's just a, a couple of little affirmations there that I, um, I think really resonate with today's episode. Um, <clears throat> the other one is, excuse me a second. The other one is cherishing, cherishing self. So, and this one here is um, I accept and love myself. And there you go, Michelle, we've got like a present. We've got looks like a glass of wine there, some nice, healthy, fresh food and a cuppa. There's a cuppa there oh. with little chocolates and a biscuit on the side. There you go. Flowers, buying yourself flowers just so that you've got something or pick yourself some flowers so that you've got something that as you walk past, you can appreciate that. Um, and, you know, just, just spending that time. So it's about accepting and loving yourself. Um, another card here is rising above. And this is uh, a picture of, and you'll see it when they go up on the, on the podcast um, show notes, but it's rising above. It's got a lady coming out of a lotus flower. And it's, I see only beauty and grace. So this is about focusing, not so much. So when you're, when you're self-healing, when I'm self-healing, um, you're probably the same, Michelle. You know, jump in at all if you are or not. Um, when you're self-healing, it's about spending that time with yourself and just sort of letting everything else out and just being grateful for yourself, where you're at and changing that sort of mindset. So rising above and seeing only beauty and grace there. Um the last one really quickly is just expecting miracles. So when we do these things for ourselves, it changes the the momentum and the, the projection of, of where we were to where we're going. So we sort of, it's changing that mindset and it's making space, letting things go, letting things come in, creating space for more things to come in. Uh, and that's such a beautiful card. I love that card. Yeah, it's gorgeous. So there we go. There's the cards for today. Hooray. Yeah, they're very appropriate. And I love those, um, that kid's deck. And we'll include that, uh, as Beck said, in the show notes today. And I was just um, telling Michelle, just for the listeners at home, I was just telling Michelle, um, I asked her if she had this deck and she said she didn't. I'm about to send her up one because I actually I've got one here for her. Um, and I'm sending it up to her. So you hopefully she'll be able to use them on her lives and you'll be able to, um, you Everyone know. Everyone benefit. 
everyone will benefit from them because Michelle, we are just about to celebrate our sort of anniversary of when we first connected together. Yeah, I started in March 2020 full time and Beck had a reading with me in May, the end of May 2020. So that'll be three years. And it was life-changing. Yeah. We're both 100% life-changing. Yeah. Both of us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so we will and, celebrate. And, and I'll just say too with that, um, when I was connecting at that time, I was ironically trying to find a way to heal myself and heal my lineage mm. and things like that as well. So that's why I reached out and connected with you and it's just been an amazing journey. Thank you. Yeah, no, I appreciate, I appreciate that. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I remember that very much. And that's um, you know, I think relevant to today's episode. Um, Rebecca, what you're talking about at the moment, because um Rebecca, you know, was talking about sort of healing herself, but also she made a suggestion to me to start teaching and uh, mentoring people. And that's where my program was um was born from. So from that moment, um, you know, and that was very I guess healing for me as well, you know, having someone else sort of suggest that and, and maybe believe in me a little bit. So um, it always goes both ways. You know, I always find with all of these things, um, yeah, there's a lot of healing that happens in connections, but it's not just one way. It's not just for the client. Um, it's also for, you know, the reader. And I think that's the case for every person who does what we do um, in this realm. Um, and, Beck, you know, self-healing, uh, and you were just talking about that for yourself um, and the importance of that, you know, when levelling up. And I think um, it's important to mention this sort of at the top here that, and when I say levelling up, I mean, you know, I think that we have opportunities throughout our life to awaken, you know, to have an awakening, to uh, get a bit more awareness in a situation and, you um, you know, that's what a lot of the time people come to uh, readings for. You know, they want to have a bit more awareness. They want um, some insight. And when you get the insight and when you actually do healing, so when you do, you know, like a past life lineage session, for example, um, then, you know, I feel after those sessions that you've definitely activated. You've definitely, you know, healed some stuff. And when you heal the stuff, you know, certain things in your life and, um, you know, lineage, then you have to level up. You know, that's got to be a levelling up because you're healing the past, which then, you know, heals whatever comes, you know, the future. So, um, you know, I guess in the work that I do, I, I really think that the levelling up, the activations, um, et cetera, um, are really important, the uh, raising of the awareness. And, you know, for us in this lifetime, I think, you know, if you believe in that new earth kind of concept or new earth energy, that's what we're here for. I think that, you know, all the light workers at the moment are here to help people do that. You know, people who are not so much into readings normally um, seem to be getting readings and people who are more scientific seem to be connecting to people like us. And there's a real crossover happening that I just haven't seen before. So I feel like, um, you know, the whole healing concept is, um, is really cha uh, changing. The horizon's really changing. And, um, you know, Becca, I was just going to mention, you know, in terms of the healing part of this, activations and attunements uh, are a massive part of this. And, you know, when we're doing anything like learning Reiki, you know, level one, two, three, masters, whatever it is, um, we do a series of activations or attunements depending on what um, system you're learning under. And as part of those activations and attunements, the self-healing is super important and it's something that certainly under the Reiki Ashadi program they promote a lot and at the moment I'm doing it twice a day 
Because when you have activations and attunements done on you, they're like a mega healing, like a mega healing all in about, you know, a two-minute time frame. And it's really clearing out your channels. Now, with that, it stirs up a lot of stuff. So if you've got mother wound, father wound, some other kind of, you know, inner child wound, bullying, you know, um, domestic violence, whatever it is, trauma of some sort, when you have the activations and attunements done, it jiggles around all of that stuff. And so as you go higher within um, these various sort of, you know, healing um, programs, and that's probably a shardy is a good example because there's many, 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 many levels and years and years and years of learning involved in that as opposed to just learning Reiki 1, 2, and 3 and Masters under the um, Asui method. Um, that's stirring up a lot of stuff. And as you go through the ascension levels, more stuff comes up. So that can be quite, you know, confronting for a lot of people. So um, I was going from just doing self-healing before I went to sleep. And now, honestly, um, I'm doing it, you know, twice a day. Sometimes I'll go and stand in the backyard and just do um, a different form of healing with their aunt hands-on. But we'll get into, I guess, the benefits of hands-on and hands-off a little bit later in the show, Beck. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I just I just was thinking, Michelle, when you were talking about the attunements um, and activations, and I just want to put it out there to the listeners just to sort of maybe think back to when they have been in the presence of someone and just all of a sudden or they've left that person or what have you and they've just felt so different, like they felt so light, they just felt calmer, you know, um, more at ease. Um because that sort of um, meeting with someone is actually that's that's what's going on there. That person, their energy has actually activated something within your energy, and and vice versa. So this is and this is this is where it happens. So when you with someone and you don't feel so good, or you sort of feel a bit off, you think something's not right here. Um, that's activating your intuition as well. Um, but the same sort of thing. I know, Michelle, when, um, like you were saying, when we do do healings for other people, uh, this is not the reason why we do it, but it actually, because of the energy and everything as such, it heals us as well. Um, so it's really quite interesting. And I just wanted the, to, to ask the listeners to sort of think back to when they have been in the presence of someone and just sort of come away from that feeling so light or feeling a lot more at ease. And these are little moments that you can sort of sit back and just say, you know, I feel this way. I'm feeling a lot better. That person, this is how I felt. Um, and just being grateful for that and allowing more of that, those connections into their lives as well. Yeah, well said. 100% um, agree with you, Beck. Uh, and I think the most important thing, you know, with what we're talking about today, because not everyone knows about healing you know I guess I've been involved in it for a really long time so I sort of think oh yeah everyone kind of understands this everyone gets it but um you know not everyone really understands it still it is you know something that I think we do naturally though um and I've always believed that because I've always done it where regardless of whether I had learned Reiki or not I was always touching people and feeling their energy and all of that way before I knew even what Reiki was so um one of the great you know I guess healing things that I've uh, picked up on lately and um, I hadn't really got into this. It was like a, a newish kind of concept, I guess, when I was roller skating because um, we used to use ice baths back in the day when I was speed skating as well for recovery, but it was actually a rubbish bin. 
It was really been filled with um, water and we'd chuck ice in there. And I mean, I, t- I can tell you there was so much grass and other stuff in there and dirt. It was pretty disgusting, to be honest. But um, my PT recently got a um, an ice bath. And, um, you know, this is a form, I guess it's not exactly self, well, it kind of is self-healing um, because you're, you know, jumping in this thing. And it actually, um, you know, it's not intervention by anyone else, I guess, um, but it's really good for inflammation. So in combination with the hands-on self-healing I'm doing twice a day, um, the ice bath, um, which I'm doing once a week, is actually really good for the reducing inflammation in the body and promoting um, that healing of the body. So self-healing again. So, um, you know, I've been managing to sort of stay in there for about, you know, I'd say 10 minutes each time I've been in there, it's been about 10 minutes. And, um, you know, I put myself into this real kind of um, meditative state, which is also handy with what we're talking about because, you know, a lot of people I had um, last time I did it, uh, the temperature was five degrees and it's now getting into winter here. And um, so it was pretty cold. It was pretty windy and all of that. Anyway, I jumped in. I managed to sit in there for 10 minutes and uh, then I got out. And the lady after me, um, who is quite different to me, quite busy mind, um, on the go, you know, all of that. And she was in there for a minute and a half and had to jump, actually a minute 20, and had to jump out. And I find that I'm able to, and even my husband, you know, he can't stay in there for as long as I can. But I find that it's really about the mindset, you know, and I feel like this is an important aspect of self-healing. Um, once I get in there and I can calm my breathing, because initially it feels like your breath's been sucked out of your lungs, once you can calm your breathing, it really is like doing my work. It really is like when I'm doing mediumship, um, the kind of state that I put myself in, kind of like a trance, I guess. Uh, and then I can't hear anybody and I, it just goes very, very quiet. So um, that's how I tend to, I guess, cope with that. And I think that that's an important part, as I said, of um, self-healing, being able to put yourself into that sort of trance state, to be able to take the time um and Jason's totally opposite my husband's totally opposite he puts on music usually like rap music or something I couldn't think of anything worse he had like ice ice baby playing because he thought that was funny but it's just not helpful and I guess we're different people but you know I just want to be able to sit in there for as long as I have been um you know with that sort of music playing in the background it just would do my head in um but yeah it's been really great because we've been doing so many Kokoda challenges and we've got another one planned later this year and Jason's got Spartan this weekend um you know the ice bath has actually been really really helpful with the self-healing um to be able to get us through all of those challenges that we're doing at the moment Beth. that's um it's, it's interesting that you brought up the um like the music and the the, the quietness and what have you because I mean I, I know myself when I do a reading for someone, Michelle, I don't necessarily remember what I've said. Mm. And I'll have people come back to me. And I had this last week, I had somebody come back to me and they're like, uh, just, and it was just a, a phone call. And it was just like, I just wanted to let you know that um, such and such has moved out. And I was just like, oh, okay. I'm thinking to myself, why are you telling me this? Like, this is a family member. Yeah. And I thought, well, you know, why, why are you telling me this? What's going on? And it was just a flatmate that they had living with them, like somebody who was renting a room or something. And, um, and, and I, to myself, I was just like, why, why are you telling me this? And then it clicked because when they said, you know, um, they were, it went on to say that they were um, being very argumentative and, there was a bit of a clash with this and this and then all of a sudden it was like 
I channeled back into that reading that I had done for them. And I had said to them, be careful. You've got somebody new coming into the house. Be careful of personalities clashing wow. because, um, you know, there's going to be a lot of disturbance sort of, you know, arguments and things like that. And yeah. we don't necessarily remember what we say to people, which is why when we're reading, we take notes, we take a photo, we send it to you because yeah. a lot of people come back and go, what was it you said about this? And you're like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. And it's that yeah. quiet and that focus that we're, we're in at the time. Um, so, and I just, the other thing that I, I felt was really interesting there with the, the silence and, and the different ways, um, I know myself that yes I do like to have quiet and just sort of meditate and just or or um, clear my mind uh, and and do that but there are times where you know you just sort of you're moving up different levels so you have things happen in your life you deal with them you get the stress all these sorts of things this still happens to us um, even though our job is to to heal people and it just lets us, you know, reminds us that, yes, we are human and gives us, you know, extra tools and, and ways to be able to, to experience things, to be able to help other people. Um, but there have been times where I've just been like, do you know what? I am just so angry right now. Yeah. Because we're not all like rainbows and butterflies all the time. <clears throat> Um, and I have been, I'm just so angry right now. And the best way to actually raise my vibration at that time was to listen to rap music. And specifically, it was Eminem. Oh, how good's Eminem? Love. Yeah, that's right. Um, and that was enough just to get that, you know, just to build up that adrenaline and that sort of, you know, blast that and just listening to that. Uh, singing along with it, whatever it is, um, just to get me out of that little funk that I was in to bring me to the next level. And then like, you know, an hour later, I'm listening to Hertz, you know, <laughs> frequencies and things like that, or just general music. So it is, um, it is, it is a very personal journey. And sometimes you need to do things that way. Other times you just need to, to quiet your mind. Um yeah. And there are so many ways that you can do that. Just if if it feels better than where you were, you're on the right path. That's it. You're on the right path. And, oh, my gosh, Michelle, did you see my face light up when you mentioned the roller skating I before? Did. I did notice that. <laughs> my son bought some rollerblades the other day. Oh, my gosh. It's he had to have them. Life. He wanted to learn. He wanted to do it. So he bought some rollerblades. And he was out there. We've got these long section out the front of the house it goes from one end to the other and it's big enough to sort of skate up and down um and he was out there I was trying to tell him you know well you need to get your balance you need to do this a little bit like ice skating not quite as fast as ice skating but you know and um he was out there doing it and he was absolutely thrilled absolutely oh. thrilled while he was you know wobbling and almost scaring himself and falling over and I'm sitting there like watching through my fingers um <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh that's awesome it's such a good a thrill for both of us in a way but got the adrenaline going so I tried them on Michelle I said can I have a go can I try them on and I got up I had them on and I got up and just started gliding down the side of the house there and got to the bottom and did a turnaround because I used to roll a blade yeah 20 something years ago um 
I used to do this all the time and I haven't done it in so like that long. So I got them on, but you should have seen his face. He was just like, oh, my God, you're a roller mum. (laughs) (laughs) It was hilarious. And, yeah, well, it's it's been a long time. And it was just so healing for both of us, like for our relationship, just having that little, that connection, that fun. And just sort of it was very healing for me, bringing back my sort of inner child and things I used to do. Um, Pretty cool. So there's another way, these types of things, doing something you liked doing as a, you know, when you were younger. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I just thought I'd mention that too. That's yeah, why I was like, oh, my gosh, yes, I've got to tell you. I've got to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> you might have seen the photos. I did um, roller skating for my birthday and um, it's annoying me a bit because my um, actual quad skates that I'm and more comfortable in are under the stairs somewhere under Jason's scary cupboard. And uh, he just keeps talking, oh, yes, it's really yes, hard yes. to get in there and get them out. So I actually wore my rollerblades. But it's I find it difficult wearing the rollerblades around the skating ring because you're turning in circles so tightly, like it's just circle, circle, circle. Yeah. So I felt like it was a lot of my ankles and stuff. But, um, yeah, the kids had a great time. All my friends have um, children. So all the kids gave part of me and they were like, oh, my gosh, amazing. And I'm like, well, wait till you see me on my actual skates. Like these rollerblades are like, drive me insane. <laughs> um, but it was really fun. It was nice to laugh and I played with the kids. I got the kids out there in all the games and we did them together. So that was really nice. But um, yeah, Beck, in terms of the healing part of this uh, convo today, I wanted to just mention um, hands-on versus hands-off as well, because I was having a conversation with my Ashadi teacher and I was talking about self-healing and I mentioned that I was doing, you know, self-healing every day and rah, rah, And she, for some reason, thought I meant like not using my hands. Like she thought I meant using some of the symbols and the um, things that we've learned in the Ashadi program. And I said, no, 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 I mean self, you know, hands-on. Because when I say self-healing, I just assume everyone knows what I'm talking about, you know, hands-on. But as Beck said before, I mean, you know, with the program that we're working through, that I'm working through, um, and that Beck's done a bit of as well, the Ashadi, um, you actually have healing, different healing that just comes out of your pores essentially. So you don't actually need your hands at all. So when I'm walking around sometimes and if there's a bit of conflict going on, if, if there's like awkward situation happening, um, which, you know, can sometimes happen in the business committee I'm part of or, you know, in my relationship or, you know, in public, I'll actually channel some of those energies and let them sort of flow through me. And then I notice that the situation diffuses. So that's actually a bit of a, a sneaky thing, I guess. Um, but yeah, I actually do that as well. So that's what she was referring to when she, you know, thought that I was doing the hands off and I was like, no, I'm actually doing hands on. So, um, I just thought I'd sort of distinguish between the two, but I guess that's not a form of self-healing so much, but, you know, that healing that I'm channeling is also healing me. This is a thing that people don't understand. Healers, I always say, heal ourselves and heal everyone else. So when I'm doing a healing, if I wake up and I'm in all sorts on a particular day and I'm just thinking, how am I going to get through today? I'm so upset or anxious or angry or whatever's been going on. Um, And I go into a healing and I do do a lot of stuff, you know, play my singing bowls, burn the incense, you know, play the music, all of those things. Obviously, I'm not going to run into a healing being like, you know, angry, but there might be something going on in my uh, personal life. And then I run out there and I'm like, start the healing. And as soon as I start channeling those energies, I'm just like, what was I worried about? Like, what even was I, what was the thing? Like, what was annoying me? I can't remember. So it really is heal yourself, heal others. And I, I really want to promote that to everybody because a lot of the time people sit there and they go oh you know I can't do healing because I'm going through this 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 but it's like I tell you I get in there and I'm like I have no idea what I was worried about no idea 
And uh, so really it's heal yourself, heal others. And a great example of this, Beck, too, and another kind of version of this essentially is, you know, after um, COVID, I might say, um, there's been a lot of people, um, especially my friend's fathers, I would say, a lot of men um, who've been getting very, very unwell. And my dad was obviously in hospital three months last year, and it was actually a year ago that he went into hospital. And, um, you know, he was very unwell, and I've noticed another a lot of other fathers that, um, you know, in particular, I'm sure there's other people, but who've been very sick. And uh, one of my friend's dads, he's in hospital with some abdominal injuries and he's actually just had a massive heart attack as well. So he's quite unwell. And um, anyway, I read for a lady recently and she said, look, my dad um, has been through a bunch of cancer treatment and we get the results back, you know, this week. But I just wondered what you were feeling around that, you know, whether um, you think that he's going to be okay. And I mean, that's a pretty nerve wracking thing, you know, to have to go through and talk to someone about but, um, you know, I did say to her, look, I feel like they've got enough of, and I didn't know what it was, but I, I felt around all around the neck and sort of face area. And she said, yeah, he had to have stuff cut off his neck and they went down into the neck uh, and face. And um, so I said, I feel like they've got enough of a margin. I do feel like that. And, um, you know, I said, wait for the tests. Absolutely. But I said, I have really good feelings about this. And I also said to her, look, I feel like your dad's been doing a lot of self-work. And what I've noticed with some of the other fathers is that, some of the ones that weren't willing to do the work, they weren't willing to listen, you know, I'd pass on information to, you know, their daughter or whatever, and they'd take that back to the family and say, hey, dad, you know, can you work on this, work on that? A lot of dads weren't willing to do it. And um, quite a few of my clients have lost their fathers as a result of that. And one of the things with a serious illness, I feel like it's a universe with a bit of a wake-up call, you know? Um, you need to do some work here. You need to work on whatever that is you've been bottling up, pushing down, the whole thing. Um, it's time to do that. And, um, you know, this gentleman, um, I felt, I said to the daughter, I said, I feel like he's done the work, love. I feel like you've got good news coming. She messaged me this morning. Um, he's got the all clear. So everything's gone uh, from his system. But it is still nerve wracking, you know, doing that work and giving someone that news. You're thinking, oh, gosh, I hope that, you know, I'm onto it today and I hope this is accurate and everything else. But um, I want to just make that very clear to the audience and the listener at home or in the car that, you know, if you do have those serious illnesses come up, I've got a girl I'm treating for brain cancer at the moment um, and I'm doing a lot of healing on her and work with her, you know, because she's like, Michelle, tell me what to do. I'll do anything. Some people do that. Other people just, you know, I guess give up, you know, uh, and that's a shame. Yeah. But that's me that Beck and I have no control over. You know, we're not God, um, but we can tell you what to do and how to do it if you want to, you know, do the work, do the healing, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and I just want to sort of say there too that, you know, it is important, like you said, Michelle, um, we're not God. It is important to still keep up with your health checks and GP appointments uh, because we are not doctors. We What we do is we use the energy and tune in with energy. Um, so while we can see physical changes in health matters and certainly there is a big difference in the energy of people or ourselves, especially after a healing, you just feel so different um, and you just you know, there's release, uh, lots of release. Um, because again, when we're doing that healing, either for someone else or on ourselves or at the same time, um, the, the healing um, makes space again, once again, makes space, lets more positive thoughts and healing avenues, directions, focus in. Um, and a lot of people also don't realise that focusing your thoughts is a great way to do self-healing. 
Um, so to, a way to do this mindfully is to write down the little things that you are grateful for. Um, when you brush your hair, how many times have you stood there and you've gone, oh, my gosh, that ponytail looks really good today. Like it looks, yeah. it just feels really good. Being grateful for these little things, um, you know, and, you know, my, my, my skin's a bit dry today. So you put some cream on and you're like, well, it certainly feels much better. It's made such a difference. Little steps like that are the best way to start sort of changing your, your trajectory, I think. Absolutely agree. Yeah. And it is um, little steps, as Beck said. You know, we're not telling people to jump over, um, you know, a 100-metre wall here. Um, and it's important to remember that because I think that's when people get a little bit overwhelmed and they think, oh, it's all too hard. I'm not going to bother. You know, I'm going to bother doing that. Um and Beck, yeah. I just wanted to make a point here too, in terms of self-healing versus um, going and getting a healing, because obviously there's a lot of healers. I'm a healer, you're a healer. There's a lot of healers out there. And I guess I just wanted to finish off this episode just by making a few recommendations. Um, but one thing that's important to note is my pranic energy practitioner, because I'm a pranic energy um, healer as well, used to promote all self-healing. Uh, he was like, you know, everyone has to heal themselves. You know, everyone's got to learn how to heal themselves. You know, you don't have to go to practitioners all the time, rah, rah, rah. So he was a big, big, big promoter of self-healing. Now, when COVID happened, all of a sudden, because there was a lot of obviously mental health issues coming up, there was a lot of people very unwell. Um, it challenged a lot of people. And he turned yeah. around and he said, Michelle, uh, this has changed my opinion. And he said, I'm now a big advocate for getting healing from a practitioner and yep. he said it to me he said you know I recommend you know um you come see me we do an exchange or whatever but it was like I'm it's changed me and he said I used to be all about yeah you can all hear yourself there's no worries la 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 but you know COVID really did challenge us in so many different ways and so after that um yeah he really did start to see a lot more clients um you know than what he had been and he and I both, you know, we were, we were flat strap, you know, trying to see people heal, help, you know, do all of that stuff. So I just wanted to, you know, I guess suggest here, because we have been talking a lot about self-healing, that if you do feel to reach out, reach out. I've got a lot of clients who struggle with mental illness um, at various times. And, um, you know, I guess I do reach out to people when they pop into my head. And quite often it is at those times where they're really struggling. Um, so, you know, I guess feel free to reach out. The thing is distance healing is, is great as well. You know, I've got clients yeah. around the world and so you don't have to be living in my backyard uh, to get a healing. You know, distance healing works just as effectively and, um, you know, I've had amazing results with distance healing. Um, so, you know, I think whether you're face-to-face -face or not doesn't really matter, uh, but my recommendation is to reach out, find a practitioner who maybe resonates with you, um, you know, you feel like you're on the same page, um, you know, I feel like that's um, really, really important, whether it's um, and any of the modalities we've mentioned, uh, Reiki, various forms of Reiki or pranic energy healing or kinesiology or any of those different things. Um, you know, if you feel like you need it, reach out, you know, don't be too proud. You know, um, everyone needs it at some point. Everyone needs a little boost. Um, and I do the same. I have a great Reiki practitioner that I drive to in Brisbane because I do like face-to-face -face. and um, yeah, I head up there and see her um, every so often and, and she's amazing. Um, Beck, was there anything final you wanted to mention here? Yeah, I've got just a couple of recommendations that I'd like to sort of throw in as well. Um, one is that our pets, and they need it just as much as we do, um, are great for healing. So just sitting with them and being present when you, when you pet them just sitting there and just focusing just forgetting about everything else and just focusing paying attention being present with your 
pet, um, which is super healing for them as well because they just love that interaction and it's and it's it's kind of like a two way. We're saying when we do energy healings on people, um, we actually get healed as well. Not that that's our intention, but this is right. this is how it works. Yes. Um, but um, you know, in 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 a sense there. But um, it's the same with the pets. You're both getting a positive experience from that, um, which is good for the healing as well. Healing your environment, so clutter, um, wiping down benches, getting rid of the residues, freshening up the place, different scents, whatever, you know, is resonates with you as to, to how you're feeling. And, 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 oh, my gosh, Michelle, how healing is a good cry. Ah, oh, the best. It is just amazing. And you sort of sit there and you're like, oh, my gosh, why do I do this? I feel so stupid. But afterwards, you just feel so incredible. And a lot of that has got to do with resetting our breathing and resetting our, um, you know, our response systems as well. So when you cry and you're really crying and you have that sort of <gasps> that, that reaction to it, it actually not just um, – it has scientifically – proven as well that it resets it helps reset your emotional system because it's it's just a, your body's natural way to do that so even just sort of sitting there and taking in a long deep breath through your nose and then a quick short one and releasing that so sort of like like that I don't know if that sort of worked on the podcast if anyone could hear it. it's just in in and then out um it's amazing how that can help you just yeah that's a yeah, really that's good right. one. So when you feel like things are getting a little bit, or you're in traffic and something's happening, you can do that action just to help reset yourself and help you stay um, at a calmer level. Yeah, and that's a really good tip about crying. I also just want to say, like, if you are, you know, let's say have a re having a reading or whatever, um, a lot of people, sometimes I actually have, Rebecca, before I even say anything, people walk in the room and they just bawl. I've had many yes. people walk in the room and start crying and haven't even spoken yet, and they're like, I don't know why I'm crying. Like, or they give um, a name of a loved one that they want to talk to, like a grandma or whatever, and all of a sudden they're bawling their eyes out. Now, source energy makes you emotional. Source energy does actually make you because it's just that love, it's the comfort, it's the I'm okay, I can relax. It's that sort of energy. And I feel like sometimes when I really yeah. set my room up and raise the vibration, yeah, people walk in and they're, they're bawling, but a lot of the time they apologise. And I'm like, please don't apologise. Please don't say Sorry. I'm just going to hold space for you. That's my job, you know, and I just want yeah. to say to the listener at home, there is never any need to feel like you need to apologize for crying because it's the best way to release resistance. And that's yeah. honestly what I'm here for is to hold space for you and to make you feel like you can do that thing. Uh, but we do need to uh, finish up back with this episode. So I might just um, quickly promote next episode, if that's okay. Uh, and that is judgment. So it sounds like a big, scary kind of word, um, the way that comes across, um, but hopefully it won't be a scary episode. Um, but judgment is what we're going to be talking about, and uh, that can be in various ways. Um, but I think it's a really good uh, episode because, um, you know, I feel like it is one that everyone can relate to, everyone does it, everyone has had it done to them, and it's not a nice thing sometimes. So um, I think that'll be a really good chat. It will be very good, very good chat. And, yeah, well, I'm, I'm just going to leave that till we get into it. I was going to 
go off on a tangent there, Michelle, <laughs> but I'll leave it. I'll leave it. Get into it. Let's I'll save it. it. <laughs> All right, lovely. Have a beautiful day. Thank you. You too. And thank you, everyone, for listening. <laughs>